Shalom and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Baruch B'Shem Yeshua. For those of you who are listening to this podcast for the first time, let me go and give you a little bit of insight as to what our goal is with this podcast and with the episodes that we do on this podcast. What we do is we take a Hasidic Jewish viewpoint and show it in relation to the New Testament. One of the things that we try and do is to help bridge the gap between the Torah communities, the Torah communities who believe that Yeshua or Jesus is the Messiah, as well as our Christian friends. We don't think that our Christian friends need to become Torah observant to a Hasidic level like it is that we are. Instead, we believe that salvation is through the Messiah alone and not through the Torah. Now, if you like this episode and you go through our archives and listen to some of our previous episodes, make sure to go and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform it is that you use. Okay? Now, with that out of the way, we're going to be looking at something in terms of Semitic language and what it is that I have personally seen, as well as many of you, on places like social media where you see certain communities try and say, do not say Lord. Do not say Adonai. And they try and make a relation between those words, those titles to other gods and to even one that is mentioned within our Bibles, okay? So, first of all, we have to get to the root of this whole thing. A lot of the times you see people go and do this because of the fact that they are trying to validate a certain translation of the Bible that may be a little bit fringe. And so they try and say that this is superior to whatever it is that you use, whether it is your King James Version, whether it's your NIV, whether it's your NLT, whether it's your Amplified uh, Version, the RSV, the ESV, or whatever it is. First of all, I want to give you confidence that whatever Bible it is, that you are using, you should have that confidence. Okay? Now, the issue is, there's another deity that is mentioned 
in the Bible, most notably within that of kings. We see Eliyahu, Elijah, go up against the prophets of Baal. Some people pronounce it Baal, but it's Baal. Now, the thing that is interesting with this is that the word Baal in Hebrew is a word that means Lord, it means master, but it also means several other things as well. It can mean landowner, it could mean a business owner, it could mean a male who is married. The wife will refer to him as Baal. And this term is used in that instance. In relation to marriage, in Deuteronomy 24, 1, it's also used in Proverbs 30, 23, and as a verb. Okay? And we find this in relation as well to God's marriage to Israel. In Isaiah 54, 5, and in Jeremiah 3, 14, as well as Jeremiah 31, 32. And conversely, to fatherless Israel's pursuit of idolatry, figuratively describing marriage to the daughter of a foreign god, as we see in Malachi chapter 2, verse 11. The term Baal is used to mean dominion over land, as we see in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 22. And other masters beside you have ruled us, as it says in Isaiah 26, 13. It is used as a participant in the means of which to be married, as we see in Genesis chapter 20, verse 3. In 2 Kings chapter 12, verse 3. Baal refers to the high places. Okay? There are hundreds of places in our Bible that we can go to that shows us that this term is used as a verb. Such as in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 13 that we mentioned earlier. It says there, Return, O faithfulest son, declare the Lord, for I am a Baal to you. And I will take you, one from a city and two from a family. I will bring you to Zion. We see it used in Genesis chapter 20, verse 3. But God came to Abimelech in a dream of the night and said to him, Behold, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is 
Baal. We find it in Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 13. For the word husband, it says within there, she shall also remove the clothes of her captivity and shall remain in your house and mourn her father and mother a full month. And after you may go into her and be her Baal, and she shall be your wife. We find this in the same context in Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 22. If a man is found lying with a Baal woman, then both of them shall die. The man who lay with the woman and the woman thus shall purge the evil from Israel. Deuteronomy chapter 24 verse 1 says, When a man takes a wife and baals her, and it happens that she finds no favor in his eyes, because he has found some indiscrepancy in her, and he writes her a certificate of divorce and puts her puts in her hand and sends her out from the house. We find this in many different places. Another place is in 2 Kings chapter 12, verse 3. Only the Baal places were not taken away. The people sacrificed and burned the, um, in, the incense on the Baal places, meaning the high places. First Chronicles chapter four, verse 22 says, and Jochim and the men of Kozeba, uh, Joash, Seraph, who Baal in Moab and in Jerusalem, and the records are ancient. The word for ruled there is Baal. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 23. Under an unloved woman, and she gets a Baal and a servant when she supplements her mistress. Isaiah chapter 26, used, verse 13, uses this word as well. O Lord our God, other masters beside you have Baal us, meaning to rule. But through you alone we confess your name. There are several different places that we can go through this where it is used as a verb, but it's also used several places as well as a noun. We find this as such in Genesis chapter 14, verse 13. Where it says, then a fugitive came and told Abram, the Hebrew. Now he was living in the oaks of Mamre, the Amorite brother of Ishkal and brother of Anir. And these were Baal with Abram, meaning allies. Also meaning possessors, which is the word Baal. We also find it in Genesis chapter 37, verse 19. 
I'm sorry, my, uh, my mistake there. Exodus chapter 21, verse 3. If he comes alone, he shall go out alone. If he is the Baal of a wife, the husband, then his wife shall go out with him. We also see this as well in Exodus chapter 21, verse 28. If an ox gores a man or a woman to death, the ox shall surely be stoned and its flesh shall not be eaten. But the Baal, meaning the owner of the ox, shall go unpunished. We also find this as well in Exodus chapter 22, verse 8. If the thief is not caught, then the Baal, meaning the owner of the house, shall appear before the judges to determine whether he laid his hands on his neighbor's property. Exodus 22 verse 15 says, If it's Baal, meaning owner, is with it, he shall not make restitution. If it is hired, it came for its hire. So we find this in many places. It's also used for leaders as well. In Judges chapter 9, verse 2, Speak now in the hearing of all the ba Balim, which is the plural form, of Shechem, which is better for you that 70 men of the sons of Jeroboam rule over you than one man rule over you. And also remember, I am your bone and your flesh. We have this mentioned many times in Judges 9 for men and leaders. We also find it as well. In 2 Samuel chapter 21, verse 12, when David went and took the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan, his son, from the Baal, the men, the leaders, the lords, who had stolen them from the open square of Beth Shan, where the Philistines had hanged them in the day the Philistines struck down Saul in Gilbo. <coughs> we also find it as well in terms of binding as well in Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 18. For many in Judah were Baal by oath to him because he was the son-in-law of, of Shekinai the son of Ara, and the son of Jehonan, was married the daughter of Meshulan, the son of Berachai. We also see it as well in the plural form in Esther chapter 1 verse 17. For the queen's conduct will become known to all the women, causing them to look with contempt on their balim, their husbands by saying King Azraeus commanded Queen Vashti and he brought us into the present but she did not come. So this term Baal is not just mentioned for this one deity. It's also not used 
a majority of time for deity. It means one's master, one's lord, such as the term Adon, where we get the term Adonai. Okay? Now, the term Adonai, the way that differs from Adon, is that when you add a Yod at the end, like if you had the word Ba'ali, you would have my lord, my husband, my master, what have you. We have the same thing with Adon, where we get Adonai, which also means my lord, my master. Many try and say that the word Baal is only in relation to a certain deity that is mentioned in the book of Kings that Elijah went up against such deities' prophets. And we see that Elijah is mocking the prophets of this deity. But this term, Baal, this word, is not a proper name like Hashem. It is not. Instead, any God that it is that a person worships, whether it be Elohim, Hashem, whether it be Master Yeshua, Jesus Christ, whether it be this deity that was mentioned that Elijah went up against, whether it be, you know, some of the, uh, Muhammad or some of these others, they would all be referred to as a Baal. They are the master of their followers. Now, thus, we have to understand something that words manifest. This is something that is taught deeply within that of Judaism. Why it is that we never engage in Motsi Shemra or Lashon Hara? How it is that we have to kill our Yetzirah on a daily basis because of the fact that anything that is not good, that is not pure, that is not trustworthy, that is not of good report. Any of the things that are mentioned in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, anything that is the antithesis of those things, they manifest somewhere in the cosmos. You want to know where things like cancer and sickness and all these things come from? They come from the manifestations coming from Motsi Shemra and Lishan Hara. And thus, we have to kill the root of it. We have to kill the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, the inner Satan that we have to kill on a daily basis. Okay? So this, when a person says that Hashem, that God, is not their Baal, this manifests something into the psychological aspects of that person. 
Notice that the people that tend to do this are very egotistical. They are very haughty individuals. They are people that feel as though they are above correction, that they are not to ever be corrected. They think they have it all figured out. There is no way that they can show weakness and say, you know what? I was wrong. These people, despite the evidences that are shown to them, they will manifest in this way because of the words that they have spoken. The things that they have within them that penetrate out from them cause their hearts to harden. And they put themselves into the place of Paro, of Pharaoh. And they say that this is what righteousness looks like. This is what sinfulness looks like. Yeshua cannot be their Radom cannot be their Baal, cannot be their master. They say, I have no master, is essentially what they are saying and manifesting. The thing that I will always say is that when trying to convey this evidence to such a person, the thing that they will do is if you point out the egotism, you point out the haughtiness, saying, despite what it is that you say, the scripture says differently. The Hebrew language says differently. What they then do is they disregard all of the evidence because they are above reproach which is the antithesis of what it is that we need to be. If we are going to have a master and have God and his Messiah Yeshua as our master, we have to be absent of self. This is why the Messiah said that if you want to be first in the Elom Haba, then you must be either Masharit or Eved. You must be a servant. These things are something that we also find within the Beatitudes as well. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. It doesn't say, blessed are those who elevate themselves to the place of a master and say, do not correct me. Many of us have been through our walk. We have been in these places and we're constantly moving forward. We've learned the errors of our ways by saying, you know what? I was wrong. 
Realizing we don't have it all figured out, we only have a very small, small, small fraction of knowledge and understanding of Hashem than we thought we did early on. I know for me, I said to myself early on, it's like, yes, say Torah, variation of the four letter name, all this stuff. I got it all figured out. My goodness. The ego was at full force during this time. And it was only when this realization that Hashem calls his people to be humble servants that things started to change. I was able to move closer to Hashem and I strive to do so on a daily basis. It's a never ending thing of constant correction, constantly moving towards that of Hashem. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a Baal. We have an, a, we have an Adon. We have a master, somebody who it is that we serve. And that is our Messiah. Yeshua, Yeshua HaNotsri, the Rebbe Melech HaMashiach. Thank, thank you all for joining me here today. I want to wish you all Shalom Bracha, peace and a blessing. Shalom. Thank you.